And it's This Is My Story with Trinity Chapel Church here on Connect FM. Good morning. We have Reverend Charlene Laver. How's it going? It is going very well. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy to be here because I believe I have such a wonderful opportunity for people to see a story and where they fit into it. So I'm excited and I am praying that they will see that they have been given a double portion. Double portion. All right, you have to eventually reveal what that means, but let's continue that story that you were talking about. Excellent. Good Friday morning, City of Du Bois and surrounding communities. I am Charlene Laver, pastor of Trinity Chapel Du Bois, inviting you to journey along with me. My only request is that you would agree to allow your hearts to be enlarged, challenged, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, Lord, let us allow our hearts to come close to you as we journey alongside of you. If you recall, our prior podcast was titled, It's Friday. But Sunday is coming. And as promised, Sunday came. Resurrection Sunday, to be exact. We offered you, our listeners, to examine your heart and to identify where you positioned yourself in the midst of the story of Easter morning, Resurrection Sunday. I pray like Mary Magdalene, you too can say to the world around you, I have seen the Lord. The following podcast continued with the sequel to the resurrection story, titled, My Lord and My God. Once again, you, our listeners, were encouraged to make a shout along with Thomas, who went from a doubter to a shouter, My Lord and My God. Today... My question to you is, are you ready for a double portion? As we continue to walk out the journey of the 40 days following Jesus' resurrection and the steps he took to bring about the completion of his destiny. Well then, let's get started. First, allow me to double back and discuss the terminology, double portion, I spoke of earlier. Let's start with a scripture passage that speaks on this very thing. When they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. 2 Kings 2, 9. Double portion offers an abundance of blessings. I pray the two sequels that follow will be a great blessing to you and that you will see Jesus in his grace and mercy like never before. My first title we are about to discuss is, Are You Ready? The Lord of the U-Turn. Where are we going today, you might say? 
Allow me to check my GPS. Oh, yes, we are going for a walk. We are putting our feet in sync with the disciple Cleopas and the other disciple on the road to Emmaus. Who knows who might be joining us along the way? The journey begins. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? This makes me giggle because I think how how unique Jesus is. He already knows what they are discussing and talking about, and yet he comes up alongside of them and says, what are you saying to each other? What's this all about? Oh, he is amazing. They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? Jesus asks, what things? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet and powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight.
they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Let me share some notes with you on this scripture passage. Danger, danger, walking away from the purpose and plan God has for our lives and returning back to the familiar that leads all the way back to Egypt and into slavery of the world. In short, turning away from our true destiny, a follower of Jesus called to discipleship. Pain and despair keeps us from recognizing Jesus is in our midst. Jesus knows their thought, but opens the way for them to hear their voice speak of their lack of faith and hope and gently calls them on it. Jesus will keep walking unless you call out to him and ask him to take his place at the table of your hearts only to be served with remembrance of the one who has shed his blood for you and his body to be broken, who is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our eyes are opened when we partake of Holy Communion that calls us to remembrance that He is our Savior, Deliverer, and Sustainer. He is our hope where there is no hope. Were not our hearts burning within us while He talked with us on the road and opened the Scriptures to us? As it is written, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. My Lord and my God, whose presence stirs up within us such a burning for truth, purity, and righteousness that cleanses us from our sin nature, only to be changed forever. Do you hunger for the word to burn in you? For he is like a refiner's fire to those the Lord loves and draws to himself. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial 
when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. The Lord of the U-turn. Please notice my play on words calls us to return or turn at once unto faithfulness, even unto death, to serve the risen Savior. Let us find ourselves taking a U-turn in our lives to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him, never turning back. Allow me to make a suggestion. Remove the road to Emmaus off your GPS. It is said, and they immediately returned to Jerusalem, even knowing that death awaited them. Let's continue. I think we're going fishing. Stay with me. My title, The Lord of the Details, John 21, 1 through 17. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciples, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat 
and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast with me. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time, he said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, and you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Again, let me share with you some of my notes. So, we are back to fishing for fish, no less. How quickly we return back to the familiar. And Jesus knows right where to find us. How quickly we forget, but more importantly, how gracious our Lord is to bring us back to remembrance. Do you remember Jesus calling his first disciples? It reads like this. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Matthew 4, 18, 20. How did they lose sight of the commission? And I will make you fishers of men. How easy it is for us to become so distracted 
with our circumstances, we lose sight of the call. Fishers of men. As the story goes, once again, they are instructed by Jesus to cast their net on the right side, and they were unable to haul the net because of the large number of fish. Oh yes, I remember this. And the miracle triggers their memory and knows Jesus, only Jesus, can save us. Our eyes are opened, and we recognize him shouting, It is the Lord. Friends, haven't you any fish? How can this be? How can this be the same ones who betrayed him, yet he calls out to them, friend, yet he calls out to us, friend? What love is this? Answer, unconditional. I can't help but remember his saying, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friend. John fifteen, fifteen. Jesus reinstates Peter. The Lord of the details comes to Peter to finish what needed to be said, only to hear the words, Feed my sheep. But was that all that happened? Three denials. Three I love yous. And Peter's slate is clean. And heaven sees not, I do not know you. But heaven sees, I love you on Peter's slate. This is our hope. The end. Or is it? the beginning. It is my joy to complete this journey with our resurrection inheritance found in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd equals relationship. I shall not be in want equals supply. He makes me lie down in green pastures equals rest. He leads me beside quiet waters equals refreshment. He restores my soul, equals healing. He guides me in paths of righteousness, equals guidance. For his name's sake, equals purpose. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, equals testing. I will fear no evil, equals protection. For you are with me, equals faithfulness. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, equals discipleship. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, equals hope. You anoint my head with oil, equals consecration. My cup overflows, 
equals abundance. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life equals blessings. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord equals security forever equals eternity. Amen. This is my story.